Many are getting weak. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Okonifa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Say, Father, Father, tonight, tonight I, declare, I declare my heart is open, my, is my open. mind is ready mind is to ready. receive Receive. With all humility, all humility. then grafted word, word that is able, able to change my life, change my to, life. Save my to save my soul. Say, Father, Father tonight, tonight I, declare, I declare I will encounter your word, encounter your word and I will be transformed by the agency and the power of your word. Say, by your word, my life will never be the same again. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Shout a believing amen right now. I said, shout a believing amen right now. No, no, no. If the person beside you is not shouting well enough, know that the person who is trying to dose your life. I said, shout a believing amen. Come shout glory. 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 Hallelujah. You know, one of these days we have come out to the song out of the shouts of glory. Amen and amen. And I'm feeling something like a reggae tune. A, a one, a two. Come on. Come on. Aye, 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 aye. Ah, celebrating our father. Glory. Glory of the Lord. Yeah. Oh, I want to sing to the glory. It is not coming. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Tomorrow by this time I'll be singing a reggae tune. Uh, <laughs> give the Lord a shout. I to your seat in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. By Sunday I'll give you the full lyrics. <laughs> but did you feel it coming? Yeah. We give God all the praise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are warming up. We are warming up. Glory to God. You can see that the, the confidence is coming. My, it's still moving. Come on. <laughs> Open your Bibles with me. Give a clap offering to the Lord. Sunday we'll make more time and then we'll sing to the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, you want to close early today. Glory to Jesus Christ. Precious Holy Spirit, um, submitted unto you. Have your way tonight. Speak to us clearly. Let your word be revealed to us. And let our lives never be the same again. Let your light shine in our midst. And let us encounter your truth. Your truth that will transform our lives. Thank you, Father, that we are heard. In Jesus' name. Somebody declare an amen to the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Listen, um, one of the things that I have discovered even as the days go by is we need the grace of God more than ever. We need the grace of God more than ever. You look into life, you look into society, and you realize that the world is changing at a very fast pace. And the ability for us to achieve is even gradually reducing. The ability for us to do things is gradually reducing. You look at even the economic situations that are going on in, in our nation now. Now it's, go, it's becoming more and more difficult to do anything. People's salaries are not enough. People's uh, incomes are not enough. People are charging for services. And the services are almost just spent on, uh, from hand to mouth. And uh, you are not able to do anything. Some are even saving to pay for your own rent. Uh, after a particular period becomes difficult. Because the cost of things are going up. The world is becoming more and more difficult. More and more difficult. So the more you depend on your natural strength, the less you realize that you are able to achieve. If the world is becoming so difficult, how are we going to do well? How are we going to see the promises of God fulfilled in our lives? How are we going to see our breakthroughs? I was shocked when somebody told me that you go to Dubai or United Arab Emirates and for the past 15 or so years, the dollar or the exchange rate has not changed. And then I look at my beloved uh, country, and <laughs> the past 15 years, <laughs> glory to Jesus Christ. The Bible says that as uh, your strength will increase as your age increases. It looks like that is the same thing that is happening in our country over here. I was shocked when the person told me that, oh, it is true. I can go and research. I've not yet researched, but I believe it may have some verity. It may have some verity. Glory to Jesus Christ. So you look at us, especially us in Ghana and Africa, things are becoming increasingly difficult because of a lot of factors. A lot of factors. And the devil, if you are not careful, will use these things to dose your life, to reduce your level of manifestation. Now you are not able to, you will not be able to see the glory of God. Glory to Jesus Christ. But listen, that is why as a child of God, you don't need to depend on your natural strength. There are two ways of living. Either you are living on the natural or you are living on the supernatural. Tonight I have come to encourage somebody that turn on your supernatural senses. Turn on your supernatural activators and begin to trans- trans- uh, 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 move from the natural to the supernatural. The natural is failing. The Bible says that for the arm of flesh shall what? Fail. The arm of flesh shall fail. The arm of flesh is talking about the natural, where you are, detem- you are dependent on your own qualifications and on your own abilities. Gradually, people are finishing uh, school, the university, degrees. Some are first class students. Some are the best in their class, and they are not even able to get jobs that can pay them well. They are not able to get jobs. Some have finished their masters, and their masters are gathering dust and cobwebs, and they are not using it for anything. Why? Because the system is becoming more difficult. What am I trying to let you understand? The natural course is becoming more and more unreliable. The only way you are going to have hope and a, a chance to break through if you, is, is when you turn on the supernatural, when you begin to depend on the hand of God, you begin to depend on the grace of God. You begin to depend on the power of God. You begin to depend on the opportunity that God has made available. The grace of God is that name. 
The grace of God is what it is called. Tonight I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice. That not by power, not by might, but by the grace of God you are going to succeed. I said, by the grace of God, you are going to succeed. I said, by the grace of God, you are going to succeed. Listen to me. I am not here to create a scare and cause you to feel as though, hey, how am I also going to break through? I'm here to let you know that the only reason why you are going to fail is when you depend on the natural. When you depend on the physical, listen, for a man to succeed, for a man to win in life, there are many factors, according to uh, motivational speakers, uh, we can talk about strength, we can talk about hard work, we can talk about self-discipline, we can talk about vision, we can talk about determination, we can talk about focus, we can talk about innovation and initiative. There are many factors that they say if you apply to your life, sometimes I try to read up on all of these things, and sometimes I, I, by the time I'm reading on the fifth one, I've forgotten what the first one says I should do. So I realize, as something as a result of my study and experience in life, that no matter the factors that you apply in your life, there's one component that you must make sure is always a part of your life if you are going to win and if you are going to succeed, and it is called the grace of God. It is called the grace of God. It is called the grace of God. Many of the people who are broken through today, who are the world's richest people, who are the people making it in life, you realize that most of them really, they did not even know that they were going to get to where they have gotten to. It is the grace of God. It is the grace of God. Are you understanding me? So the grace of God is the winning factor. The grace of God is a winning factor. So Sunday morning, I started sharing with you on that subject. Tonight, I want to continue on that subject. Grace, the winning factor. Grace, the winning factor. During miracle service on Sunday, I explained to you with a, uh, in some words what grace is. And I said, number one, grace is a person. Grace is a person. And Jesus is a person of grace. Grace can be embodied in a human being. Hallelujah. Apart from Jesus Christ, Titus 2 verse number 11, the Bible says, the grace of God unto salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us in the verse number 12, that denying worldly lust and ungodliness, we should live our lives godly unto the Lord, even in this present world. So the grace of God is encapsulated in a person. You know, as I was just meditating on this scripture again, after service had closed, I realized apart from Jesus being the embodiment of grace, God can put grace in a human being and He will send that person to you to be a blessing to you. Before the end of this year, may you meet your person of grace. I said, may you meet the person of grace. May God put grace into a certain human being who will turn into a destiny helper and say that I'm blessed. I am taking your hand and I'm taking you to a place where you have never been to before. Receive such an encounter. When God wants to promote men, He uses men. When God wanted to promote Joseph, He used uh, Pharaoh. When God wanted to promote, uh, He wanted to promote Daniel, He used several kings. So when God wants to promote men, He uses men. And these are the ones that in most cases you find us calling them destiny helpers. The grace of God can be encapsulated into a human being, into a person that God can send into your life. I don't know, but even as I'm speaking right now, I am seeing the grace of God in various people coming into your life. Various people coming into your life. And these ones are going to help you. 
I said they are going to help you. Your amen will bring you a miracle. I said they are going to help you. The grace of God is coming to you in the name of Jesus Christ. So the grace of God is a blessing. And primarily when we talk about the grace of God being a person, we are talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. I also said that the grace of God also means the unmerited favor of God. The unmerited intervention of God. So God looking upon us and considering us in, 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 with eyes of kindness and eyes of love, even though we don't deserve it. Whenever we say something is merited, it means that you are qualified for it. It means that you did something that shows that you deserve it. For the grace of God is God's consideration without merit. God stepping into our lives. In the book of Ephesians chapter number 2, from the verse number 5, you read through verse number 8. The Bible tells us about our salvation. That our salvation is a special consideration of God. Is that even when we were dead in our sins, uh, we, when we were dead in our sins, has quickened us together with Christ. For by grace are you saved. By grace are you saved. And he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Jump to the verse number 8 for me please. The Bible says, for by grace you are saved through faith. For by grace, so our salvation is by grace. And he wanted to make it much clearer. So look at what he says. And that's not of yourselves. Not according to your own works. Not according to your own wisdom. Not according to your own righteousness. Not of yourself. It is the gift of God. So the gift of grace is the unmerited intervention, the unmerited consideration, the unmerited favor that God directs to you. That is God looking at you and you say that, ah, Anita, even though I don't see anything about you for which I used to bless you, I just look at you and I like you. So receive a blessing. That is an unmerited consideration. Again, I realize that in the Bible discussion on grace, I realize from grace being a person, number one, grace being a consideration of God, number two, grace was also a, 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 a spiritual material. A spiritual substance, a spiritual component that God makes available to his children. It is the God component or the God factor that when you add to your life can bring a testimony out of your life. It is that presence of God that when he steps into your life, God takes over the battles of your life. God takes over the situation and he turns the situation for victory for you. Glory to Jesus Christ. Look, Romans chapter 5, the verse number 17. The Bible says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they that was receive abundance of grace. So if it can be received, it means that it is a material that is given. So you have to take it. So they that receive abundance, again telling you that it is quantifiable. So somebody can have small grace. Another person can have high grace. Another person can have super high grace. He said that they that receive abundance, Amplified Version says that the overflow, overflowing grace. So you can receive grace according to measures. According to measures. 
So in Second Peter chapter number one, the verse number two, the Bible says that grace and peace be multiplied. So it means that grace can be multiplied and peace can be multiplied. Can I pray for somebody over here? May grace multiply in your life. May peace multiply in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. So grace is a spiritual substance that when you have in your life, you can see the goodness of God manifested. If you are going to break through and you are going to have the dominion in life, you need more of the grace of God. You need more of that divine component. That word grace is from the Greek word charis. Charisma is the same word from which we have the English word charisma. Charisma. When we say somebody is charismatic, it means that the person exudes a certain essence, a certain persona. So when the person begins to speak, or when the person appears at a certain place, the person seems to be able to influence others. The person stands there, and when the person is speaking, you know, one of the reasons why we call uh, the, uh, some of the churches charismatic churches is because of how the preachers preach. They preach in a fiery manner. They preach in such a way that even as you are sitting there, it moves you. It is different from the Orthodox Church where they are doing uh, uh, the exposition of the word with no emotion attached and say, okay, so open. Yes, and you can see, according to you look at the context, in every, every, every scripture must be explained according to the context. So before you to get the context, you must get the pretext and the post-text. And, according to, and then you will be going on like that, almost as though you are in a lecture. Are you understanding me? So they are just flowing. But then, for the charismatic church, you can say, hey, 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 hey. Then you will be sitting and your heart will be pounding. You are wondering, what is this person doing to you? Glory to Jesus. So, charisma is a component. It's something you realize that there are different people with different levels of charisma. When I'm preaching, there's a certain level of charisma I may display. And that person comes and you see that the person is displaying another dimension of charisma altogether. It is a spiritual substance. It is a spiritual substance that when you have in your life and you need it, he said that they that receive, Romans 5.17 again, they that receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, they shall reign in life. So for you to reign and for you to have dominion in life, you need the overflow of this substance of grace. There is a spiritual substance that God has made available for us. If we can understand how to mine this substance from the realm of the spirit, our lives will always be on top. God is, has programmed you to reign. I said, God has programmed you to reign. And you are going to reign. I said, you are going to reign. I said, you are going to reign. Listen, when this substance increases in your life, when you step in places, people begin to identify certain things about you which are not visually visible. They look at you and they treat you. Have you realized that sometimes two people can be dressed neatly and they all go to a place, but one can be treated better than the other? There is a certain spiritual essence around that person that the other person doesn't have. They may even have the same qualifications. So even probably even the one who is not treated well may even have better qualifications than the other person. Listen to me. And it happens almost everywhere. Most of us, when we go to our workplaces, we have better qualifications than our bosses. Did you realize that in most workplaces, it is not the bosses who do most of the work. It is a junior staff. The junior staff. So they go and take the work and they come and share it for the junior staff. And the staff are laboring, 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 laboring. They sometimes they don't even come to work on time. How come? How come? Listen, if you are going to make progress,
progress in life, you need that thing called the grace of God upon your life. It is our divine juju. Amen and amen. It's our divine juju just for lack of better way of explaining it. When it comes upon your life, it causes you to be a wonder. It causes you to be a winner. It causes you to come on top. And it gives you uncommon results. And so last Sunday I shared with you about Abraham, how God selected Abraham. Abraham did not do anything to deserve that selection. But God just looked upon him and he was gracious to him. And he became a, a, a sign and a wonder. He produced uncommon results. We saw his son Isaac also manifesting the same thing in Genesis chapter 26 verse 12 to 14. We see Jacob, his grandson, also manifesting the same sign and wonder. Genesis 30 verse 27. You see God doing the same thing in Joseph. So across the Bible, across history, you see several people that were selected by God and God used this same grace, this unmerited kindness to cause them to become signs and wonders in their generation. Listen to me, if you are going to win in this life, if you are going to succeed in this life, you need the grace of God. We need to move from the place where we are depending on our own strength. We must now begin to seek God on how we can get more grace from Him. We must begin to seek the Word of God. Find out from God's Word, what must I do to bring God into the picture? What must I do to bring the hand of God into my situation? What must I do to bring this thing called grace into my situation? Look, the Bible says that it is not Him that will it, nor Him that ran it, but it's about God that showed mercy. Romans chapter 9 verse 16. So it may be in somebody's heart to do good things. It may be in somebody's heart, my God. It, to, say, to say it is not about him that will it, it means that it is the, it's not about he that has decided or planned. That also means that it's not even about your vision. Or oh, somebody will say that, oh, have a big vision. Have a vision. You know, most of the time when we are teaching, we tell, we teach that have a vision in life. Have a vision in life. Last Sunday, I was telling the achievers, I was teaching them about vision. But the Bible is now telling us that even it's not about you having a vision. It's not about you having a desire, a plan for to see certain things happen in your life. Listen, that means that it is not about him that is desiring to or having a vision to start a company. It's not about the one who has a vision to start uh, to build a house. It's not about he that has decided that I want to achieve this thing by this age. It's not about he that will it. Neither about he that run it. In other words, you know that those who are running means that they are gathering momentum to become the first in the race. He's saying that even that one, you getting so excited and working so hard, driving yourself, rising up early in the morning at dawn and going to running so that you be the first person at the first place so that you get the best work in your office, master. He said, it's not about he that will it, nor he that run it, but it's about the mercies of God. If the mercy of God has not located you, no matter your vision, no matter your hard work, no matter your self-discipline, you will not see promotion. But today, God is bringing the word of grace to somebody. God is bringing mercy to somebody. God is bringing help to somebody. You may be the one who is noticed the least, but the mercy of God is about to break you through. I said the mercy of God is about to break you through. I said the mercy of God is about to break you through. The keyboard is not working. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Listen to me. He said it is not about he that will it. It is not about he that run it. Listen, plan your planning very well. Draw your plans. Make sure you are, you are putting plans in place. But at the end of it all, depend on the grace of God. 
at the end of it all depend on God coming into your situation to help you. Don't look at how good you are. Listen, no matter how good you are, there's somebody better. Am I I talking to somebody over here? No matter how you are master of your craft, there's somebody better. There's somebody better. There's somebody, always somebody more beautiful. There's always somebody more handsome. There's always somebody who can preach better. Sometimes I look on, I, I, I look on, on the online and I listen to certain preachers and I feel intimidated. There are times I'm like, come on, let me pack up and just go and join somebody's ministry. Because I, if the way the person is preaching, I, 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 it's, it's even blessing me. I'm like, ah, how can I preach like this? But you see, <laughs> the person who preach, the person who prophesy, person will still not have half of what God has given you. Why? It is not how powerful it's about the grace and the mercies of God. There will always be a better preacher. There will always be a better prophet. There will always be somebody who is better than you. So if you are going to look at how good you are, you know, sometimes uh, we that's how sometimes men of God make mistakes. And I'm like, oh, I'm the, I'm the greatest prophet in the land. I'm the greatest teacher in the land. I'm the greatest this in the land. Listen to me. You have not met a certain village prophet who is prophesying. It's just because he doesn't have an Instagram account. It's just because he doesn't have a Facebook account. So you don't see him. You have not met. The other day I was driving around at Awoshi early in the morning. I was going to work. And I was hearing one of these uh street preachers and the person was teaching on faith and was giving points. I pulled my neck out the hair. You would have thought this junction evangelist, they just kind of say, Fahuma Yesu, Fahuma Yesu. The guy was teaching pure faith. Was teaching the word of God. Breaking the things down. <laughs> junction preaching. That's when I realized that you have to be humble. You have to be humble. Any height that you have attained in life, thank God. Thank God. There's somebody who was better that deserved that place. But God just showed you mercy. I said, God just showed you mercy. God just showed you mercy. Praise God forevermore. So, no matter how much you have planned, at the end of the day, turn to grace. At the end of the day, do what? Turn to grace. God, sit down, study your books that you are going to write the exam. But at the end of the day, remember to turn to grace. Remember to turn to grace. So, how do we bring this component of grace? Remember uh, uh, on, fr- on Sunday I explained that the word carries the grace also means a divine influence of the spirits, a divine influence on the heart of a man, on the spirit of a man. Listen to me as I'm speaking to you right now. What you should be searching for is an impact upon your heart, something that will affect your spirit man, because that is what will now produce the product of charisma on the outside. So it is a divine influence on the heart. That produces outward results or outward manifestations. And the outward manifestations are sometimes seen in number one. Uh, let, let me, let me pick, let me read it, pick it one by one for you. Number one, you see, uh, the outward manifestation of acceptance. Acceptance. So you go to places and you accept that you, you, you come up with projects or proposal and you, you are favorably considered. So acceptance. Number two, benefits. You see a lot of benefits coming into your life. Is it, there, there are times when I look into my life and some of the things that God is doing in my life, I, I, I can only thank God because I don't know what I have done to deserve. No, I don't know what I have done to deserve it. I don't know what I've done to deserve any of the goodness of God that I see in my life. 
listen to me. One of the things, just tomorrow is my birthday, uh, according to, according to, and, and since last week, you guys have been posting my picture. People are now calling me and saying that, hey, I'm seeing that things are happening. I'm wondering that, what did I ever do to deserve that such wonderful people, precious people, will put my face on their status? And tell the world about me. Who am I? Who am I? I am me, of course, but who am I? <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Dad, what, what do you think? Yeah. Are, are you understanding me? Do you know how it's not easy for somebody to put another person's face on their state or so? Yeah, they themselves, they are very beautiful and handsome already. My God. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. Are you understanding me? But you see, those are benefits. Benefits that the grace has brought into my life. Benefits. Oh, somebody says, oh, it's because you're a pastor. Huh? Not every pastor is having even their own members within them. Oh, no, oh, uh, am I lying? No, 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 it's not every pastor. It's not every pastor has people posting. And mean, some are not even our church members and they are posting. And they are posting. And some are even men of God and they are posting. It is grace. I'm trying to let you understand. It is no, it is, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I know I'm fine, but you see, there are finer people. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. I'm understanding me. Amen and amen. Yeah. Oh, please. Am I fine? I, I, I know people, they are silky beard. You see, when you see their beard alone, the beard is uh, speaking. Silky and speaking beard. Are you understanding me? There are some you see they are they are they are five five they are, it, it is blazing like that. <laughs> hey Christiana as a mama as I've touched on your on your my god my god tell you guys okay I've just I've just told you Christiana's perspective my god silky beard five my God. Ay, ay, ay. So all the brethren who are trying, you know you don't have so <laughs> You need grace. <laughs> Hallelujah. I give the Lord a clap, my friend. So, what are the manifestations that that inward, uh, influence produces? Number one, acceptance. Number two, benefits. Number three, favor. Favor. Preferential treatment. Esther saw a lot of it in her life. Mary saw a lot of it in her life. Number four, gifts. So even for, for me to begin to operate in spiritual gifts, anytime I'm operating in the gifts of the Spirit and I, I begin to prophesy, it is grace that is working. It is grace that is working. The gifts over here is not talking necessarily about people coming to give you gifts, but gifts in manifestation. Listen, if you want to sing and your singing will impact lives, you need grace. If you want to preach and your preaching will affect life and transform life, you need grace. You need grace. It is grace in expression. Gifts. Number five, joy, joy, joy. Listen, I, when I saw this, I realized that to even be joyful is the grace of God. To be happy is the grace of God. You know, it was when I became a man of God and God started using me in the area of counseling and helping people that I realized that there are many sad people in life. And some, they don't even know why they are sad. I, I've had to counsel people, and I didn't know where my counsel was starting from. 
and where I was going to, because the person himself or herself is not telling you, the person himself does not know why he or she is that. But you have to come to such a person. So if you wake up in the morning and there's a smile on your face, it's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. You wake up in the morning and you are not weighed down. Listen, one, I, I, one, one person told me that sometimes I'm sitting there and I, I, I just begin to cry. I'm crying and crying and crying. I don't know why I'm crying. So now I start explaining that your spirit is probably picking something. I have to find something to tell you. <laughs> Why are you crying? I've been crying. And, oh, no, 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 no. This is I'm talking about. No, 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 no. Money is there. Money is there. No, 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 no. That person has clothes from work with a good salary, a lot of bonuses, and comes to sit in the house and sit in there. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And yes, Abrusu. No, the Abrusu cry is there. Our God has been good to you. But this one. <laughs> no, am I communicating somebody over here? Some of us, we don't have anything in our pocket, but we are excited more than everybody. Charlie, it's the grace of God, though. I say it's the grace of God. There are a lot of rich people, they are not happy. They are not happy. They don't know why they are not happy. But that inward influence of the Holy Spirit produces joy. May you be full of joy. I say may you be full of joy. I say may you be full of joy. In the name of Jesus Christ. Number six, liberality. This is generosity. When you are helpful, it's actually grace working. When you are generous, it's actually grace working. But also, it causes other people to be generous towards you. Sometimes you ask for one, they'll give you two. Look at the testimony that our brother uh, Bright was sharing. He just posted a picture of his on, on, on his status on WhatsApp. And then somebody, somebody sees the status and all of a sudden he says, How are you? Are you in school? What is your school fees? And then sends him money. 3,000 or so. Just like that. May God decorate your face like that. May God put something on your nose that when people see your nose, they say, I have to give you money. May God put something on your forehead that when they see the thing, they'll say, ah, this person deserves my money. The person has been working from first of uh, the month to the third year of the month and gets the money and comes to give to you. Grace can cause it to happen. I said grace can cause it to happen. Listen, if you don't have the grace of God, you suffer because you have to work for everything. You have to labor for everything. But God has not programmed prosperity to be based on hard work. No. If it's on, based on hard work, he will not receive any glory. Hard work is good. Hard work is a virtue. No Christian is supposed to be lazy. But for you to prosper, God says that I am responsible for your prosperity. And that is the grace of God I'm talking about. And then number, number seven, it produces what? Pleasure. 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 And then number eight, tongues worthiness. Thanksworthiness. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, this is what the substance of grace produces. Now, all of these things that I've said, are they things to be desired? Are they things to be desired? To have joy, to have favor, to have pleasures, to have liberality, to walk in unusual acceptance, to see benefits in your life. There are things to be desired. How do we provoke this on our lives? You can increase in the measure of grace. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2. Let us read it together. Second Peter chapter number 1, the verse number 2. Listen, the Spirit of God is the Spirit of grace. 
He is the spirit of grace according to the book of Hebrews. He is the spirit of grace. Hebrews 10 verse 39. 29. He said, ah, that he is the spirit of grace. So the spirit of grace means that he can dispense grace. He can make more grace available. Zechariah chapter 12, the verse number 10 also calls him the spirit of grace. Praise God forevermore. So he makes grace available. And Peter is admonishing us that our peace and our grace be multiplied. Second Peter chapter number 1, the verse number 2. Can we read that quickly? I, I want us, I, the, these scriptures are important because I want us to have, keep them in our memory. Never ever forget such scriptures. He said, grace and what? Peace. Let's read it together. One, two, go. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Glory to you. Give me the King James Version. King James Version. In King James, that word in is, is changed. King James, not go back to Romans 9. But King James, hallelujah. Sometimes the computer can be somewhere. It's not the human being. It's a computer. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh-huh. Our computer is speaking. Can we read this together? One, two, go. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of our God and our, our, of Jesus our Lord. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So, I want you to keep this scripture in your mind. We'll be referring to it every now and then. But the first thing I want you to note over here is that grace can be multiplied. If grace, listen, and I can tell, I can tell of it in my life. When grace started working for me, grace started bringing money. At first, the money that was coming was five Ghana cities. Amen and amen. So, every now and then, five cities, ten cities. People will be blessing me. Five cities, ten cities. Five cities, ten cities. Check, check, Barco. Five cities, ten cities. Amen. Five cities, ten cities. Like, it, was, it was good. I, I never had that in my life before, that people will be dashing me money like that. Me, dear, me, it's not easy. Even money on the floor, I wasn't getting some. That thing that some of you have enjoyed. Now you are walking and say, hey, I see something on the paper. Hey, it's a paper. It's, it's a watch. No, no, it's money. No. I mean, I wasn't even getting some. Who, who, has, who has suffered like me? Eh? Hey, all of you have enjoyed it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I wasn't getting some. So for it to get to the place where people were blessing me like that, it was good. It was a blessing to me. That was what I needed at that time. But then as I walked with God, the grace started to increase. The grace started to increase. Now it started going to about 50 Ghana cities or 100 Ghana cities. Anytime anybody will bless me, it is 50 cities, 100 cities, 50 cities, 100 cities. They just could not look at me and give me 5 cities. They just could not look at me and give me 10 cities. It, was an in, it wasn't them who, they were responding to what I carried. Hear me. And this is what many people don't know. Life responds to who you are. Everything that comes to you is attracted by who, what is inside you. If you want to see a change of life, you must change yourself. If you want to start attracting different, uh, uh, different things in your life, you must start changing who you are. Everything responds to who you are. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Guard your heart with all diligence, for from it cometh what the issues of life. You must change who you are if you want to change your experiences. Everything responds to who you are. I, I, I'll talk about that another day. But then, take that from me. Take that from me. It's a, it's a, it's a law of attraction. You attract the... Everybody is like a magnet. A magnet is only able to attract things with magnetic particles. 
So if there are no magnetic particles, no matter how shiny or how metallic they are, you bring the magnet close, it's not nothing will happen. But once there's a quality of, of magnetism, as soon as you bring it, it comes. Everybody's attracting something. Why do you think that every time you are always attracting a particular kind of woman or a particular kind of a, a particular kind of men or particular kinds of experiences? No, listen to wisdom. No, listen to wisdom. Look into your life. You realize that the things that you are experiencing always is like a circle. It's a similar thing that keeps happening. Similar things that keep happening. Until you break that thing, you will keep experiencing it till till till. Are you understanding me? So, if you want to see progress, you want to see your financial grace increase, you need uh, your financial blessings increase, you need to increase in the financial grace. If you want to see more favor, you need to increase in grace over there. You want to see the anointings of the Spirit of God increase for you to operate in higher dimensions of the Holy Ghost. You need to see increase in grace. For me, there's a particular increase in grace I've been seeking from the Lord. And I know God is going to give it to me one of these days. When it has come, you see. Every one of you see. There are some graces I've seen that God is helping me over there. And it's a blessing. But there are some other areas I've seen that I, I, I'm, I'm not seeing everything that the way I want to see it. So what? I'm pursuing God in that area. I'm pursuing God in that area. How do you pursue God? That's what we are talking about. Number one, I shared it on Sunday. You have to give your life to Christ. You have to be born again. Number two, you want to see an increase in grace. You need to what? Be humble. Humility. Oh, there's nothing that provokes increase in grace that, like humility. Look, do you know humility can take somebody from being cursed to being blessed? Look, there are people that people love them and they pray for them just because they are humble. Just because they are humble. Humility is necessary if you are going to see an increase in grace. Look at Ruth. She moved from being a widow, a widow woman who was experiencing the bad side of life to becoming the wife of a rich man and becoming the great-grandmother of the Lord Jesus Christ because of her humility. She left everything that she was doing to go and serve an elderly person. She said that your people shall be my people. Your God shall be my God. Where you go, I will go. Where you go, I will go. Not in our generation. Many people don't want to submit. Many people don't want to serve. And so in First Peter chapter 5 verse 5, he says that likewise you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Submit yourselves unto the elder. Even in the church of God, many people don't know how to submit to people who are higher authority than them. Well, maybe they played football with them while they were, they were children. But once the person picks up a, a calling or a grace in the house of God, know that the person now has a validation from God and you need to respect that validation. You may be taller than me, but you may not carry the grace that I carry. You may be older than me, but you may not carry the grace that I carry. You may even have more money in your bank account than me, but you may not carry the grace that I carry. You have to show respect. You have to show respect. Are you understanding me? And the Bible says that when you have that, God increases grace. Let's take a look at that scripture again. If you can put the five and six there together so that we can pick the lessons there quickly and move on. Quickly. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. That's why you need to bring your own Bibles a lot of times. Pick your own Bibles. Let's read. Say that. Submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea. All of you be subject one to another and be clothed with what? Humility. Be clothed with humility. For God resists 
the proud, but he does what? He gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to the humble. That says, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God, and who will exalt you in due time. Exaltation means promotion. Exaltation means promotion. Listen, humility will bring you promotion. When you are working at a place, don't go and be stabbing people in the back, reporting people, trying to undermine people, trying to pull people down so that you look good. No, a Christian doesn't do that. A Christian doesn't do that. In workplace, in church, nowhere. In your house, in your, amongst your family members. Don't go and undercut other people just because you want to do good. Doesn't somebody to lie to not make your candles shine brighter? No. Humility is the key. Hallelujah. You see, that's why I love the Bible. Because the Bible gives us answers to difficult problems. Things that are, our natural senses are not able to give, uh, we are, we are not getting solutions to. The Bible shows it to us. Isn't it a happier way to live? Well, you are not looking at ways by which you will let somebody suffer in life. Rather, just being humble and God promoting you. And you trying to promote yourself. Trying to promote yourself. There was one lady. I had a story, a very funny story. And she had been undermining, undercutting people in her office. One of these government institu- governmental institutions. Because there was a certain directorship position that she was aiming at. She had done all the things, gone to see all the, all the political powers that, need, that want, needed to be seen and sorted out. Some, in some of these cases, they may even end up giving up their bodies. Just because they want that position. She had done everything. Stop people, pull people down. PhD. Everything. She had done everything. When the office was vacant and she thought she was the one to be put there, God lifted somebody from another department altogether and gave him to the person <laughs> at the director's position. Why? Because that other person was a humble woman of God, a humble person, and it was time for her to be promoted. And God said, I'm not going to put you, a terrible person like this, in a place of authority. You will kill the people. When the wicked are in power, the people mourn. But when the righteous are in power, the people rejoice. Listen, be humble. I hear me. Be humble. Don't be proud. Don't be selfish. Don't be self. Don't be conceited. Don't be full of yourself. Be humble. Love everybody. Respect everybody. When you come to church and you see a brother, greet that brother. Whether the person is of your status or not, appreciate that person. One day, you belo- there was a certain gentleman. He worked at a certain company. And that company, there was a security of God. And everybody disrespected this security man. But this gentleman, every day, when he comes, even though he was a manager, he would greet him, he would greet him, he would always greet him, ask how he was doing, ask about the family, and go in. When he's going out, he, he tells him, I'm awful. One day, he, he went in a, 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 a store which had something like a big cold room. So he went in there and mistakenly locked himself in. He could, not, he could, only, he could only be open on the outside. It was very thick. And so as he was knocking, it was getting close to it was close to the uh, closing time too. So nobody was hearing him shouting. He was getting colder and colder, hoping that somebody would notice that he was not in his office and come and look for him. Nobody came. Nobody came. It was past work hours. Everybody had gone. Man, this security man sitting at his post said, No, Mr. So always greets me whenever he's going. How come I have not seen him? How come he's, he's not greeted me? Something must be wrong. 
this security man with no prestige, no position, went inside. And as he was going in, the man getting near death heard that someone was there. He started banging one more time. It was this security man with no position who came to save him. Who came to save him? Listen, the one that you do not respect today could be the one who could save your life tomorrow. Could be the one who could save your life tomorrow. Appreciate everybody in the house of God, in your office, in your school, everywhere you go, market woman, whatever. You see, someone said that, oh, some people don't respect. The Bible says that don't pay them back evil for evil. The Bible says that when you forgive them and you show them love, you are heaping coals of fire upon their head. My God, what is better than that? <laughs> what is better than that? That when they thought you would turn back to them with an evil eye, you rather turn to them with a good eye. And now God took over the battle. And now God started heaping coals upon their head. Isn't that a blessing? Because when you turn evil to evil, you also be judged. So now, if you want to escape the judgment, and so inflict <laughs> judgment upon them, about the love them. Appreciate everybody. Appreciate everybody. Listen, this is the wisdom of the scriptures. This is the wisdom of God. This is how you'll be victorious in life. Somebody give the Lord some praise. So humility increases your grace. Number three, prayer. If you want to be somebody who increases in the substance of grace. Listen, the more I increase in prayer, the more I saw that favor was increasing in my life. You must be a man and a woman of prayer. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts chapter 41, the verse number 4, Acts chapter 4, sorry, the verse number 31. Like the Bible says that, and when they had prayed, talking about the church, when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. You jump to the verse number 33, the last part, and the Bible says, and, the, and great grace was upon them all. If you go to chapter number 2, the Bible tells us that the grace of God was upon them. But now in Acts chapter number 4, after they have prayed fervently, the grace increased to great grace. Dimensions of grace. Dimensions of grace. The more you pray, you listen, the prayer closet is actually a mining place for grace. The more time you spend with God, mining into divinity, spending time speaking in other tongues, what is happening is that you are in mingling your spirit with the spirit of God. And so your essence is, 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 is mixed with the essence of God. Now you begin to download from God certain attributes. These are the attributes that manifest as grace. Remember the definition of courage, a divine influence upon the heart. So if you want to see more results, you need more divine influence. How do you increase your divine influence? Spend time with, with God in prayer. Spend time with God in prayer. Hannah had been, listen to me, there's no use to worry. There's no benefit that worry ever gives anybody. Jesus said that who by worrying has added even a little to their stature. Nobody has increased. Listen to me. There's no benefit you ever get from worrying. Oh, why me? Why me? Why me? Why am I going through this? Why me? And you cry a bucket. You cry a basin. You cry. You worry. Your heart is beating within you. You are just calling sicknesses upon yourself. Before you realize, you go young as you are. High, they say high blood pressure. Hypertension. Now you go to the hospitals, 28 year old ladies, 28 year old gentlemen are being diagnosed with hypertension. We have carried the burdens of the whole world upon ourselves. Of course, together with Uncle Charles or Brad Charles. Fat. 
Lining up. We are eating by heart. Anything just like that. <laughs> amen and amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. But we are worried about everything. Why am I not married? Why is, why is my marriage delayed? Why is it everything doesn't work for me? Listen to me. By the time you finish, everything will soon not be working for you. Worry never added anything to anybody. So why don't we just switch it off? They will call you, I don't care. But you know why you are doing it. You know it will not help you. But rather he said that uh, Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing. By all things through what? Prayer <laughs> and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. Verse number 7 says that. And the peace of God. Remember peace is multiplied. Anything that multiplies peace also multiplies grace. Anything that multiplies peace also multiplies grace. Prayer. It will multiply the grace upon your life. When you feel that you are being burdened by situations, get deeper. Lunga daha, pundaha, reke petole behega. Go deeper. Go deeper. Go deeper. Listen, that's why God has made tongues speaking available. When you don't know what to pray for as you ought. Oh, the Spirit of God make an intercession through groanings. We cannot be uttered. Shut off the mind. Turn on your spirit. Turn on your spirit. Your mind is seeing all the problems around you. But your spirit is seeing the solutions in God. Your spirit is seeing the solutions in God. And as you begin to push in the spirit, you begin to draw the solutions out of God. Bring them out of the spirit. Bring them from the realms of the supernatural. And you deposit them upon your life. Listen, practical ways. I have solved many of my problems in life through this. Sometimes when you are starting, you see that the burden of the flesh, it doesn't want you to pray. That's when you start yawning more than anything else. That's when you realize that your shoelace is not tied. That's when you realize that the towel over there is not supposed to be there. You know you are dirty, but when you start praying, all of a sudden you want to be clean. It is the distractions of the flesh. Push through. By the time you go deeper into the spirits, you'll be downloading things. You'll be downloading things. You'll be downloading things. Listen to me. The Bible says, Elijah was a man subject to life passions as we are. Yet, he had the spiritual gifts to command the heavens. Why? Because he was a man of prayer. He was a man of prayer. Listen to me. God is looking to raise a generation of prayer generals. A generation, an Elijah generation. People carry the spirit and the power of Elijah. Oh, who can speak? And authority figures become silent. Authority figures become silent. What our world needs today are deliverers. What our world needs, Ghana needs a deliverer. Look at what is happening in our economy. No, we need somebody who come and deliver us. And the deliverers are people who know how to pray, who know their God, who know how to call on their God, and to download His essences and His grace to work amongst humanity. We need God. I said we need God. I said we need God. We need God. And we get to God through prayer. God has hidden Himself in His holy pavilion. And He says that He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. 
Look at the wickedness that is taking place in our world. He said, as that person shall say of the Lord, he's my shield and my buckler. Listen to me. God, if you are going to see grace multiplied in your life, learn how to pray. Learn how to pray. And by the grace of God, even this ministry, we are making things easier. We organize lunchtime prayers and night fire prayers. Ask yourself, why is, uh, is the labor going on so much? God wants his children to pray. Why do I have to do night fire every day? People are telling me, men of God, I said, I say a lot of things. But the reason why we are doing it, because God said, that, go and leave my children to pray. I want them to have the opportunity to pray. Why? Because the pressures of, the, of life are becoming so much that it's becoming difficult for my children to pray. Is there somebody who can say that is, is, is what I'm saying is a lie? Many of you don't even spend up to 20 minutes in prayer a day. 10 minutes even you don't get. It's only when you get some of these opportunities that you begin to pray. That you begin to pray. So prayer increases grace. And look at the testimonies that have been coming in. It was because grace has increased. Grace has increased. By the increase of grace, you are going to break barriers. I say you are going to break barriers. I say you are going to break barriers. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So be a man of prayer. Be a woman of prayer. Glory to Jesus Christ. I'll leave the last two for Sunday. Amen and amen. I'll leave the last two for Sunday. Glory to Jesus Christ. Is somebody being blessed? Are you going to increase in grace? When you increase in grace, miracles come. Savers come. Some of you, a certain white man is going to come and come and give you a car without you fighting for it. Some of you, a certain, a certain baba somewhere will come and say, ah, I have some hundred thousand dollar deal. I want you to come and do it. Some of you, some, you, are going to, you are going to receive a contract that you never deserved. There are companies with better profiles than yours, yet you'll be selected. Everybody look at me. Have you realized that we need more grace? Now you are looking for a job. And all the applications that are coming out, they are saying that we need somebody with what? Experience. Five years experience. Who should should come and work together experience? Everybody is looking for people who are qualified. So if you come out, what competitive power do you have? If grace does not locate you. Companies that are being awarded contracts now. They are looking for somebody with a, a prestige or pedigree or has done that business before or has some kind of financial muscle. You are just coming with your young vision. If grace has not located you, which company will ever give you a contract? Investors are looking for already established entities because they feel it will give them security for their investments. If grace has not located you, who is going to come and come and invest in your life? Tonight, you are going to pray that Lord, let grace increase on my life. And let me be located. I, I feel some anointing in this place. Rise up to your feet. God is going to cause somebody to be identified for promotion. God is going to cause somebody to be identified. Listen, look at what is happening in our workplaces. People are undercutting other people. If grace does not come upon your life, how will you be promoted? We need grace. Say, Father, multiply my grace. Say, Father, multiply the grace that is upon my life. Father, increase the grace of humility upon my life. Father, increase the anointing of prayer upon my life. So that I will increase in grace for supernatural manifestation. In the mighty name of Jesus, two minutes, lift up your voice again and pray. We hope 
that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.ebenezaokolipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.